Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. Today we are reviewing one of the most highly anticipated films of the year. Perhaps the most highly anticipated film of the year that's not an MCU movie. The Batman. Nope. MCU adjacent, it's still a comic book movie, baby. We love ourselves some comic book movies. The, the world loves themselves some comic book movies, Ty. It's not just us. Um, I, I have no data to back this up. I probably should look this up. But I live by a movie theater and every day it seems packed still. So it's not it's not Spider-Man levels packed, but there's a decent amount of people at the theater, assumingly seeing the Batman. I don't know what else is out right now. <laughs> um, we saw it opening night, 9 o'clock. I think it was actually 8.15. Um, it's a long movie. It's a long trek. It's a three-hour trek. So if you've not seen it, pause this podcast, carve out a four-hour block of your day, come back to us. Correct. Yeah. Getting, S- go ahead. Sorry. Just a significant part of your day. Yeah. Yeah. I, but go spend that time doing that. And then spend the next hour plus listening to us talk about it. Get in the show. Percent of the time, it works every time. John Samos. What? We just become best friends. Yup. I don't feel so good. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Batman ventures into Gotham City's underworld when a sadistic killer leaves behind a trail of cryptic clues. As the evidence begins to lead closer to home and the scale of the perpetrator's plan becomes clear, he must forego new relationships, unmask the culprit, and bring justice to the abuse of power and corruption that has long plagued the metropolis. How is the word vengeance not in that synopsis? Type? I don't It feels necessary. You could have just replaced it with, he's not Batman, he's vengeance. Yeah, vengeance ventures into Gotham City. Or there's later in the synopsis, I think you said justice, bringing justice, uh, bringing vengeance. Yeah, unmask the culprit and bring vengeance to the abuse of power. Um, because he is vengeance, Ty. He is. I mean, that's, that's quite literally what Catwoman calls him. <laughs> it, it's a little, like, how many people... It's 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 not a lot, but there are people out there, you know, I'm thinking like, I don't want to stereotype, but I'm thinking like 50-year-old fathers who are a little bit out of touch, uh, maybe English isn't their native language, just someone who's completely out of touch with comic books and like is confused, like thinking they changed Batman's name. Gotcha. Because they only said the name Batman, I, not very often. It was on every letter. That's true. That's very true. true. the Batman. <laughs> I, I will give true. them that. <laughs> Um, out loud Batman, I mean, he said Batman Project, Robert Pattinson did, Bruce Wayne. Did he? When he was writing his journal, he's like the Batman Project or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, besides that, Paul I Dano probably says it at one point, the Riddler, the Batman. I feel like they called him the Bat. Do they? I, they definitely did at w- once. I don't know if it was more than once or not, but, um, I don't know. Did Robert Pattinson actually say the Batman once in this film, but that wasn't voiceover? I don't know. I mean, that would be That's weird for fact. him to say it, though. I'm Batman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, it makes more sense. Um, 
you know, this movie was highly anticipated, Ty. Um, I know you were highly anticipating it, perhaps more than I was. No. I, I was getting cold feet as the movie got closer. I told you that. Um, but I'm almost happy I got a little cold feet because if I expected too much, maybe I would have looked at it in a, in a negative way. Um, it, the rating came out. It wasn't rated R. Some clips came out. You said you weren't a big fan of it, um, that specific clip that came out. And, you know, I, I think my concerns were – um, not justified because I, I do think this is a good film. I don't think it's everyone's cup of tea and I definitely can see, uh, certain criticisms and, you know, maybe not even so criticisms of the filmmaking process, but just the enjoyment part of this. Um, it's not going to be, you know, a Batman movie that necessarily everyone loves and off the rip. I mean, spoiler alert. I don't think it's the best Batman movie ever made, but it's still a very damn good one. Yeah. I, I think it's it's a slower, you know, character-driven film where you see the Batman. He's trying to figure this shit out, but he's also kind of figuring himself out throughout the film. And it's a very slow build, um, a lot of world-building and creating this atmosphere and getting you into this version of, you know, Batman's world. Um, it's a little long. That's a, that's not a spoiler. It's a little – I think they could have shaved like 20 minutes off of it, made like 240 235 that would have done it some good um but i think that what they did do through the three hours is going to pay a lot of dividend in the future of the series the things they set up all the different characters they showed um i think that's going to do very well moving forward in the franchise yeah i was thinking maybe you know, the same thing, maybe shaving off some time. But when I was thinking about the film, and obviously, you know, I'm not going to remember every second of every scene, um, only seeing it once. I have not seen I have not mustered up the courage to see it a second time. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they could have necessarily trimmed. And I'm sure if we nitpick, there is areas you could trim a minute here, trim a minute there. But I thought with the story, excuse me, he was trying to tell, Matt Reeves was trying to tell, and the character-driven film he was trying to tell, it kind of felt like this was a three-hour film, and they might have been pinching it with this like there might have been 345 and they trimmed it you know it just it did feel like everything when you look at it as a whole like can tie into that overall narrative of you know this is an it's not an origin story for batman but you see an evolution in the character throughout the film that's unlike any other you know batman film and you know there's i I don't know if there's a superhero movies like this i mean it's you know similar i I don't want to you know because this is going to get compared to it a lot but like similar in a sense to joker i mean joker's more sadistic it's you know not as enjoyable it's uncomfortable um the overall acting performance you know joaquin won best actor none of these guys are going to get nominated i don't are they in this oscar window or would it technically be next oscar i have no fucking clue Um, you know the oscars hurt my brain there's not going to be a you know robert pants is not getting nominated spoiler alert um but just that that overall like this is a film about the character and whereas in Joker, it was this guy slowly losing his mind and everything. And whereas this, this was almost, you know, the the change of Batman from his original statement, which is he's fucking vengeance, baby, and yeah. fear and all this stuff to that slow turn and kind of realizing, you know, everything about, you know, whatever his character. We'll talk about it when we get into it. So it's different. Yeah. So I don't know, like, yeah, they could have trimmed it. We could say that, but I don't know what they would have trimmed, you know. Oh, there's and that's the thing is it's a lot of movie. It's a solid three hours. And it's tough to say, like, this part wasn't necessary because everything was in there for a reason. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a wasted little B-plot of him going and doing something random that he didn't need to do. Like, everything had a reason for its place in the film to progress the story. It's just a lot. It really is. And it's a a sitting. It's a full sitting. (laughs) It is. It is. Um, I I thought the pacing, like, it's a slower movie, but... I thought the pacing was fine. I thought it was consistent, so I I didn't feel like it was, like, fast and then drug in certain areas. I saw some people on Twitter complaining about um, the way the story concluded, which we could talk about that when we get there, thinking the conclusion, the climax was rushed and maybe didn't get a traditional climax, you know, or conclusion, probably because it's not a traditional comic book movie and it didn't follow the formula that we see in every single comic book movie, even Spider-Man No Way Home where it's hero hero loses in some capacity gets sad oh no the day's over oh here we go rally the troops and win it like <laughs> i i love comic book movies you know and the ones i like the most are the ones that kind of differ from that you yeah. don't get that infinity war you fucking you don't, don't you don't even get it in Endgame, really i mean you get them killing thanos right away and then it's a, a time heist movie you know you don't yeah. get the 
you know, if anything, in the endgame, you get the success. You know, they snap everyone back, and then Thanos comes back, and then you fight him again. Um, you know, my favorite superhero movies, even though Spider-Man No Way Home got up 90-plus for the nostalgia and playing the hits, like, they all follow this traditional, you know, kind of plot structure and story, and this didn't. So I could see why some people might not think it had a proper conclusion when I think it did. Yeah, I, I do think the third act was the weaker part of the movie, if there's a way to put that, but it's not bad. And I like what they were doing with it for sure. Um, It it does. I feel like they could have done more, but I think the story they're trying to tell stops them from doing that typical comic book, you know, finale, like you were saying. Now, do you want, um, so this has an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, 89 audience score. Um, Do you want Armin White's review before or after? Oh, Give it off the rip. Okay, so he gave it a rotten, of course. Yeah. Um, a lot of his review was about – I've already read this. A lot of his review was about Zack Snyder. Um, he has a hard-on for Zack Snyder and that this did everything. Quote, the Batman reboots the Warner superhero franchise so that it falls back in line with, depra- with the depraved Christopher Nolan Batman films from which Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Justice League director's cut had redeemed the entire comic book enterprise. Got it. Okay. Um, it's a slap in the face to Snyder who brought moral and artistic potential to the franchise. I, I And it's, it's a bunch of other stuff. He also compares it at one point to um, this is political decadence. I, I don't know. He compares it to um, COVID commercials. Um, <laughs> most of the... <laughs> Most of the Batman's photography was shot from January 2020 to March 2021, obviously absorbing absorbing the social dissipation of that period when vigilantism and protest, tyranny, and anarchy were conflated. It's not art that reflects our despair. It's just superficial exploitation similar to the health department's unending COVID vaccine commercials. Oh. Quote, fear is a tool. Fuck yeah. You, you would think that like he would be a really big fan of this movie, seeing as how Batman's mask covers everything but his mouth. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's just, I, I don't, like, uh, once again, a lot of his review doesn't make sense. He never reviews the plot. He never reviews anything about the film. He reviews the made-up, you know, political things that he thinks films are trying to say. Um, he also, at one point, he said something that made me laugh. Um, I Outside of the COVID commercials? Yeah, it was, it was something else. I, I can't, I can't think of it right now. Maybe it wasn't on him, but... It was something. He he just makes no sense. I don't understand his love for Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, Bruce Wayne's per- personal conflicts lack the soulfulness that Snyder surprisingly elicted from Ben Affleck's Batman. What? Come on, Ben that Affleck guy. didn't even get a movie. Come on, that guy. Um, yeah. So that's I. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I, I, he's just he's a fucking idiot. He writes clickbait clickbait articles for you know crazy. Fucking national, fake media. National, <laughs> Nationalreview.com. Yeah. He's a fucking trip is what he is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. His, like I said, his reviews don't make any sense. But overall, you know, the reviews are, are good. I mean, if Armin White gives your movie a rotten, it's probably a pretty good movie. He's doing something right. Um, You know, he just gave a movie with a 48% called Big Bug Afresh. So, um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you can watch this film and give it a negative, quite frankly. And I don't know how you can think Ben Affleck is the better Batman. Although I know someone personally in my life, uh, Jose with the Daily Press, shout out to him, who not only thinks Ben Affleck's Batman is the best Batman ever, but that um, Jared Leto's Joker is the best Joker ever. Okay. <laughs> like the Ben Affleck thing, like, you could be like, he would have been so good if you give him like, you. I can see that argument if you truly believe it. I thought Ben Affleck was fine. I didn't yeah. think he was bad at all. I yeah. thought he played a good Bruce Wayne. 100%. We didn't get a lot of batman like not enough know. batman but there's just no argument for jared leto's joker <laughs> he's a gangster baby <laughs> he's got a fucking smiling hand like a smiling face on his hand as a tattoo that's so stupid <laughs> um is this riddler better than jim carrey's riddler i've never seen that film uh, i haven't either oh, okay good um yeah i've never i've only seen the uh the Christopher Nolan Batman franchise. Riley did turn on the original Batman with Jack Nicholson and everything. Okay. Um, but he, well, that's not I've seen the original. That one too. That's uh, the Michael Keaton one from like the eighties or whatever. And man, we've come a long way with cinema. We have say that much. That movie's good though. I only, she turned it off after 15 minutes. I'm just saying like practical effects and everything. I think, I think the only two I haven't seen are the second 
one with Adam Keaton. West. <laughs> well, obviously those Keaton, and then the Val Kilmer one. The one didn't he get only one? Yeah, is that the Jim Carrey one? I think so. I could be wrong. I've seen the George Clooney Batman and Robin one where he has bat nipples <laughs> and uses the bat card as a credit card. <laughs> that movie's fucking so good in the um, worst way. I know that's a guilty pleasure of you as a child. Um, Batman Forever. Yeah, Val Kilmer, Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, Haven't seen that one. Hand up. <laughs> 39% Rotten Tomatoes. That's great. You want to get into the patent pending movie ranking scale, Ty? Let's do it. Plot slash story. So I kind of touched on a lot of the things I had to say about this, about the film itself. It's, you know, it's it's a character-driven film. The the backbone of the story and the thing it is trying to accomplish is this kind of um, study of the Batman character and kind of the nuances of, of, of Batman. Just, you know, you have these comic book characters who were, you know, made in the 50s, 40s, whatever, whenever Batman was made. And they have nuances to them that, you know, maybe – weren't originally intended back then but you know as time goes on you have this dark superhero that's really popular that doesn't kill anyone he wants vengeance because his parents died but he doesn't kill anyone you know all the nuances of the character and this is a film that is meant to exploit it you know this isn't we don't see that with marvel movies really um and i liked it i thought i liked how it was told in that way i I think i would have liked a little bit more of the the detective batman while it was there you know I watched that film theory, and this isn't fair to the film, so I didn't necessarily take off um, points for it. But, you know, the film theory of the seven deadly sins or whatever, kind of copying seven, which I guess if they did do that, you're just copying another movie. (laughs) But, like, there was some investigating. Um, Maybe a little bit more could have been done. But overall, you know, I liked the the overarching thing it was trying to accomplish. I liked the pacing of it. Everything was there for a reason. I thought the climax was fine, even if it wasn't your – typical grandeur climax um yeah there wasn't a resolution at the end because the resolution was his growth as a person you know yeah. and leading into the second film <laughs> which they are gonna do um so i gave it a 17 i liked it i thought it, it's hard to do a, a, a story like this where it's not a traditional story especially in the comic book setting and i thought they did a good job yeah I, i'm sitting at a 17 as well um i think the way they do a non-origin origin story works really well in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in year two of being Batman, but it, it's while he's in year two of being like the vigilante, it feels like the Batman origin story mm-hmm. where he goes from being this vengeance figure to Batman. Yeah. Um, and that's the story is it's the origin of the Batman persona of, you know, which is separate from what he is these first two years. Yeah. Um, and I think the way they do that, the way the character develops throughout works really well i like that there's this mystery as to what the riddler's end goal is which i think kind of the conclusion of that isn't the best i agree i agree there but i I think it works well to tell the story and drive the character moments and everything else throughout um outside of that I, i like a lot of the different scenes i like the world building as i said earlier where it feels like there's so many characters in this world already and you get a little bit of Penguin, you get Catwoman, you get Batman, you get, you know, uh, Alfred, Alfred, you get Commissioner Gordon or Chief Gordon at this point in time. Um, you get all these different characters already so Joker. early on. You get a Joker tease at the end, <laughs> which didn't like. Really? Didn't like. Okay. I You do get that and that builds the whole world. But with that, like, I, I feel like Joker is obviously the go-to every single fucking time. Uh, yeah. I just feel like these movies, it did really well with the fucking Riddler. Yeah. And I think, build on that. Do more obscure heroes. Don't just jump to Joker every time. So I was thinking the same thing, and then I looked at, like, Batman's, like, antagonists. And it's like, I don't know. He doesn't seem to have, like, much big ones. Oh, that's that's a really bad take. Batman's known for having, like, the absolute best rogues gallery of villains. Well, people, yeah, like that play the Arkham games and everything, but I don't know. I, I was just looking at like the the big name ones people would recognize, and I don't know. I think I think in I think this... you need obscure characters like the Riddler, like the Joker, with the Batman character, since it's more of a. Did you say obscure characters like the Joker? Yeah, obscure, crazy. Oh, crazy! Obscure is like random, off the wall. Well, he's also random and off the wall. <laughs> Not like that though. <laughs> um. No, I, I feel like you do kind of need characters like that, maybe bigger than life characters, since the Batman character is so kind of grounded in reality. I do think that's part of what could be an issue moving forward. Um, I think a movie with the Penguin as the main antagonist 
and like him taking over the crime fam, you know, the crime hole in the city now that that seems to have an opening could be a really good story. I think isn't that like more of the same though? That would kind of just be like it could be, yeah, a hundred percent. I think you look at something like uh, Scarecrow, which obviously they did in Batman Begins, yeah. but I think that could be fantastic in this kind of setting. Um, and I think he has a lot of other, maybe not big name villains, but different villains that they can pick and pull and use to just kind of build the world and, and create this, you know, character and all these different stories that they can tell before just going to all reliable. But it's the fucking Joker, man. They it haven't made a Joker. Joker Batman movie in 14 years. Spin zone to that. Spin zone. They had a Joker movie like two years ago. And he just Batman. got his own movie. That wasn't that wasn't Batman. That was its own little thing. That was an Arthur Fleck movie. Okay. They just called it the Joker to get box office. Okay. He did say that. No, um No, I, I get that. I just You're still trying to sell tickets. And I, I For I'm, sure. I'm optimistic with the way they did this film that they could handle uh Joker and, you know, make that interesting um i like that you brought up there was like i said there was you know the conclusion of the character and everything the the end goal of this whole um investigation or whatever you know it it did seem a little like it seemed like it was complex and like oh all these different you know parts and pieces of this story only to get to the the point and it was just kind of like you were rich and an orphan and i hate you and we're just gonna create chaos like I think that's fine as the Riddler as, as the um, you know character itself, but it, it did seem like there was going to be a little bit more. I don't know what that more could have well, been. Well, I think I think the main goal of it was to reveal Falcone as controlling the government and yeah. the city of Gotham. I think that was his thing that he's trying to expose is that you know all this shit happened and all these figureheads, Thomas Wayne, and all these people say all these things and say we're going to be changed, but they he thought Thomas Wayne and everyone else was just working for the crime, you know, families of the city. And I think that's his, was his goal was to expose that. I just don't think it landed as well as it could have. Yeah. And if we're, if we're picking it apart with a thin comb here, um, a, he, the whole thing was getting, you know, bringing the rat to the light. Um, Falcone Falcon. That was a little bit of a stretch, but that's not the, the whole thing I'm going with. But, um, you know, and he Riddler even says like, Oh, I needed you. I couldn't get him out of there. I needed you to bring him out here so I could shoot him. Whatever. Like, was he not at that funeral, like out in the open, where the Riddler million got, percent. got I, someone to drive into it with a bomb strapped to his head? Like, Wasn't the Riddler standing on the top balcony? <laughs> yeah, like, could he have not easily just shot him right there? Could have. I, I guess, you know, if you're playing devil's advocate, like, oh, that ruins his plan, you know, his cover's blown. But, like, is it, though? He didn't get to expose everything by that point in the film. <laughs> I mean, he he got caught anyways. Like, he didn't seem like he cared much that he got caught. Um also, the whole part of, like, him wanting to kill Bruce Wayne, like... Because of his dad? I, I don't know if they needed to try to kill him in this story. You know what I mean? And I don't know how else they do that. Um, but, like, you know, you could have revealed the Wayne kind of, you know... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Corruption. You know, without trying to kill him and the whole Batman tease. I don't know. And then it's just funny how he has all these intricate ways of killing people. And then with Bruce Wayne, he just sends him something in the mail. I liked it. <laughs> it couldn't kill him. He just um, ran it through, you know, the national <laughs> mail system and got on his front porch. It's fine. Uh, a billionaire who has, like, you know, whatever. But it, it was what it was. And they teased the whole him knowing who Batman was. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's something they'll probably continue to tease. Well, yeah. And, and I think part of the character building and everything, this is – and I had a complaint about it, but the more I've sat on it, I like it. There's no – typical bruce wayne character mm-hmm. in this it's just batman the entire time even when he's not in the you know whole get up yeah whereas in the bail in you know the comics and every version that we've seen there is this playboy rich guy who you know goes out into the public and parties and gets a bunch of fucking hot girls and he's this persona whereas that's completely different than the fucking you know mm-hmm Guy who just runs around at night in latex punching people. (laughs) Um, There wasn't that in this movie. And I think that that is part of the origin to where we're going to see that character become a thing in the future films where he figures out like, okay, I need to do this to be a public figure and use my wealth and everything for For good good. as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's part of the reason he was one of the targets is because you have this guy whose dad Again, Riddler believes made all of his money thanks to these crime families, 
And then there's this rich, snobby kid just sitting at home all day with all of that money, not doing anything to make the yeah. city right. It seems like he was just like, yeah, cool, you know? Yeah. So I think that works with the story and the character building as well. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, if you look at it in the grand scheme of things. I didn't have a complaint about that. That was more you, but we could touch yeah. on that when we get back to characters, Ty. Jumping yep. ahead. Yep. Visuals slash cinematography. I went back and forth between two scores on this, um, and they're two very high scores, the two highest scores you could possibly get. Mm. Um, I wanted to land at a 20, but just something didn't tickle my fancy the right way, and I landed at a 19. Yeah, that's fair because I, I also landed on a 19. <laughs> oh, okay. With that being said, the fucking car chase scene in this movie. Oh, it was fantastic. It was so incredible. Good. I wish they didn't show that in the fucking commercial. Yeah, they gave the away car- way too much in the trailer. Yeah. Just all throughout every single trailer they they released. It was just way too much of this. And movie. I only watched like one trailer. Yeah. And I saw like I felt like I saw a lot. <laughs> you know me, I'm always all over trailers. I had to stop watching them at some point. <laughs> I didn't see like the last two. I wish they didn't show that. I mean, all you get is him like jumping out of the flames, but then you get him spinning out and like you get the penguin laughing and him spinning him out and then him walking towards him with the flames. Like that scene would have been so much more badass if I didn't already see it five times. That scene was still fucking incredible to it was, see. It was. And the entire sequence of them driving around and driving on the wrong side of traffic. Like that was an authentic, really well-made chase scene in a comic book movie that just works so fucking good. And all the visuals and all the, you know, the fire and that, that's such an intimidating thing of him, like the car being upside down and Batman upside down on the screen, slowly walking towards you from a fucking wall of flames. Mm-hmm. That looks so fucking cool. It does. It's incredible. It does. Um, you know, this this film had a lot of uh, new, noir. No, yeah, noir. Um, you know, I was reading some things about the reviews and people talking about like how Reeves had noir. I had to look up the pronunciation is noir. <laughs> um, kind of influences, and that's kind of the spin he wanted to take. And that's a lot of the cinematography. It's a lot of darkness. It's a lot of, you know, I thought the soundtrack was good. Um, but it's, it's just like that dark kind of detective style movie where even like nothing looks real and not in a bad way, but like Gotham doesn't seem, look like a real city. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like its own kind of thing. It's not New York city. I mean, they did do Gotham square garden, um, but <laughs> it's not, it's not, you know, like kind of even the, the Nolan ones where it's just kind of like New York city, but it's Gotham. Like this was more so like the Joker again, comparison, comparing it to that film. Um, where it's like its own setting it's it's unrealistic but in a good way because it's so dark and it's so gritty and you know it's this place built up in the comics that's a hellhole and crime ridden everything and you know the way they did that was fantastic um i thought all the set pieces you know everything like that was great i I guess my one point complaint here and it's it might just be a um part of the the film style he was doing is like i just i I don't know i feel like i could got a little bit better fighting scenes but i get it they wanted it based in reality I don't know. I don't like flashing lights, and there was a lot of just, like, gunfire in the dark in this film <laughs> that I had to turn my head to. I, the more I think about it, I may bump this up to a 20. Because not only did it look incredible, the score was fantastic. Yeah. The music throughout and the different scenes and the the way it builds up to the character's introduction walking in from, like, a fucking dark hallway and everything. And just the little nods and, and everything that they do with it is so good. Um, the scene at the end when... Gotham Square Garden floods <laughs> and he lights his flare and that's kind of like the switch over moment for the character where he stops being vengeance and starts being the Batman and like literally a guiding light for the city mm-hmm. through the water like that's- I thought he was killing himself by the way in that scene oh you thought he was just ending it all well because he jumped on the wire and then he just like cut the wire and then fell yeah. I was like oh he's killing himself it's just- I thought that was it. He's I like, thought- this Batman shit's hard, dog. You don't even know. <laughs> well, because he took the bat off, which was symbolism in itself, you know, because he took it off to cut the, the cord or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought I thought he was done. I thought that's how – at the, at the time, I was like, oh, he just committed suicide. Like, <laughs> You're like, we're done. This is this is the franchise. It was an incredible one movie. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, but, no, yeah, it was they, – they did a lot of storytelling with the cinematography, like you just mentioned, the guiding light and everything. And just coming full circle from the first scene, you know, him explaining, maybe not technically the first scene, but him explaining, you know, his role in the city and using the shield as, you know, fear and everything. And you get the scene of him beating everyone up in the um, in the subway. And then you have the innocent man, like, please don't hurt me or whatever, to, full, you know, coming around where he's guiding people out of this flood. Yeah. And, you know, he's on top of, was he on top of Madison? Not Madison Square Garden, Gotham Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. 
They could have just still called it Madison Square Garden. They could have. It's, it's not, not called not New York, York City. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Maybe it's not they, New York Square. Yeah, it's not New it's York. It's trademarked. Oh, that's a good point. You don't think they have money? They could have made it Madison Square Garden. Well, they, it, maybe not Madison Square Garden, but it didn't have to be Gotham. It could have been like, like a like a Easter egg that they they could put in there, and then people could speculate like some character's last name. And they don't ever have to actually do anything, but it could be like one of those things, like, oh, that's you know, you could have just been mean? like Wayne Square Garden, or that, yeah, that would have worked. You got Wayne Tower, yeah. I don't know. Didn't have to be Gotham. Yeah, the visuals were great though, Ty. It was fantastic. Are you bumping it up, or are you staying with me? <sighs> do what I'm, your heart I'm gonna, says. I'm gonna stay because I think it. It's just it's right there. I'm I'm with you with the fight scenes, but I think that plays into the next category a little bit for cinema or for key elements. I'm going to leave it at a 19. Um, my other question with the visuals, I guess, kind of story. Um, how did you feel about uh, the Riddler just being like a dark web Patreon streamer? What does that have to do with visuals? Just the, the shot of him being like, hey, guys, Riddler here. And it's just like the screen of him with like the chat box on the side and shit. I thought it was fine. Okay. We were cool with that. Oh, and then again, going back to story, you're cool with it there, too. Yeah. Okay. People were roasting the fuck out of it. I I don't care. Why? I thought it was funny because it was very much like a he's a Twitch streamer, but just for incels. He's QAnon. Okay. Yeah. It was just funny the way he like talked to riddles and then the thing he was like, so here's my plan, guys. Here's what we want to do. I think that's good for the character though, because the character is he's this outcast random dude. They said he was like a engineer or whatever they said he was. Um, when they briefed it really quickly, like he's you know. That's who he was, and I think him being psycho in this stream, maybe it's not, you know. It's not necessary. Yeah. Okay. I was fine with it. Didn't take away from my points at all. Key uh, elements, Ty. What did you give it for key elements? Key elements, like I said, the fight scene, there could have been better action. I think that's really what I'm looking for in the next one is um, better fight choreography, which I, I think it was good at, at times in this. I think the 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 fighting felt very authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you felt the fucking punches and shit throughout. I just think it could have been a little better choreographed. Um, the detective aspect could have been enhanced a little bit, just a little bit more. I'm sitting at an 18 though. Thought it was fucking great. I thought it was a great character study. Um, I think the detective part it works. It could have been better, but it works. And I think the action also works fairly well. It could just be a little bit better. Are we gonna end up with the same score? I don't know. Did you give it an 18? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, for a lot of the same reasons you did. Um, plus, I had an extra reason. But first, you know, touching on that noir, I had to open my tab again. <laughs> um, you know, this is a, a dark detective, you know, just a, a film that is like that. And he had a vision. Matt Reeves and company had a vision. And that vision was executed. Um, you know, whether you like it or not, it was long. It needed to be long for them to do what they wanted to do. And there, there was very clearly... A, a, a vision of this film and this was probably very close to it like you said the action could have been a little bit better N- you know you could nitpick that if matt reeves is here talking to us and saying we didn't want it to be like that you know this isn't a, a comic book you know the same comic book movie it is at least part of the equation as a comic book movie like you can't make a comic book movie and then completely try to you know stray away from everything that the genre is you know yeah um the joker while it's fantastic it won an oscar um you know, there's still parts you can nitpick in that regard because you're using the Joker to sell tickets. Like you, you still need to give it in some, you know, but with that movie, it's a little bit different because people are going to see the fucking lunatic Joker. You know, people want to see action in the Batman when they, you know, might not know exactly what kind of style this movie is. Um, so it, it could have been a little bit better. I mostly gave it minus two though. Ty detective stuff, as we said, could have been a little bit better. I still liked it though. If this movie was R rated, I feel like it could have been a fucking <laughs> banger, dude. I, I just you you have like these crazy contraptions the Riddler is doing, and yes, the Batman doesn't kill, so technically, like you can get away with PG thirteen with the Batman. But if this was an R rated movie, this this should have been an R rated movie. The Riddler really should have been, been the one doing the killing on screen, which he did. I mean, he beat someone to death with a hammer. But I want to see the brains laid out on the floor. It, it I don't. It, it doesn't even have to be like. I, I just. It gives it that extra little bit of edge, that extra little bit of freedom that I feel like this film could have thrived just that much more with it. I really do. Counterpoint, they make less money in R-rated movies, so the budget's smaller, so you can't have as much fun. 
No, that's fair. That's why it's not rated yeah. R. So I, the next one should be rated R. <laughs> now that they made the money. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think they pushed the boundary on the PG-13. Like him bashing someone in the head with a hammer multiple times. Him having someone get like eaten alive by fucking rats. Like they didn't show a lot of it, but that's pretty fucking gruesome. Yeah. And I think they, they did what they could without, you know, while sitting right on that line and everything. Um, it works. The thumb, the the literally cutting off someone's thumb and making it a thumb drive. Haha. <laughs> just having the, you know, thumb sitting in the car. Yeah. That, they did what they, I, I, I don't have an issue with the PG-13. I just, the Joker still made a billion dollars with an R rating. It's just Joker. I keep calling it the Joker. I think they could have done it. You're, you're probably right. Maybe it wasn't critical to the story they were trying to tell, and maybe this is just me being very nitpicky. I just, I feel like there was, it. I, I'm saying, I don't have to see brains, but like, I just, you know, when you watch, like the, with like you watch Joker, not the Joker, there's that little bit extra dark, whether it's cursing, you know, whatever else goes into these trailers, um, the 15 people that decide movie ratings. <laughs> um, it's just, it, I don't know. You wanted to see someone's brains blown out like Robert De Niro's in Joker. Give it to me. Okay. Give it to me, Ty. Um, no, but I mean, that was part of the reason, but like all the things we said, 18 out of 20 characters, Ty. Now you said, now you also circled back and said that you weren't as disappointed anymore with not getting the traditional Bruce Wayne because of the character growth in this film and this not being, how about this Ty? It's not a Batman origin story. It's a Bruce Wayne origin story. Mm, Okay. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Um, you know, it's the partying Bruce Wayne origin story. I still don't think we're going to get that exact version of Bruce Wayne. I think we will still get a, he'll maybe have more, some more confidence, use his money and everything. I don't know if we're going to get that Playboy style that we maybe even did with, um, what's his name? Bale? Bale. I, I just feel like they look at Iron Man. Like, I really do. As stupid as that sounds, I mean, the Batman franchise started before Iron Man. Like, I feel like they look at the Tony Stark character, and there's some discussions with upper-level executives. Like, we don't want – not I wouldn't say this, but people would call – you know, say that Batman's copy, copying Iron Man. You know what I mean? If they do that whole brash billionaire – like, it's just how people are. I, I so I think they were. I think they're gonna try to create their own niche with the character where he has those traits, but not fully, because they want to create their own niche. I think you're right. I also don't know if your argument is right necessarily though, because Bale's Batman was a hundred percent that character. But that's I mean, before Iron Man. He bought out a fucking. You know, he had the two chicks with him at the dinner, like swimming in the fountain, and he just was like, "Here you go. Here's a bunch of fucking money." He like rents out the fucking uh, Russian ballet performance thing and takes them all on a yacht so he can go to fucking China or Beijing or whatever as Batman. I agree with you, but the second bat, the Dark Knight came out the same year as Iron Man. So like, there was no comparisons there. Yeah, but you're saying now they're yeah. Now I mean. Tony Stark is the most popular superhero, probably, you know, just because of all the shit, you know, he's been in uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, I don't know. I I wish they would, you know, maybe dive into that a little bit more. But just based on how they approach the character, this first film and, you know, just the marketing part of my brain that kicks in. um, I I just think they don't want to be compared to the MCU. They don't like DCEU. Maybe that's one thing. I don't know. (laughs) Aquaman. I don't know. But MCU. I, or whatever this is, not DCU, its own fucking franchise now. Yeah. All these different universes. Maybe they'll open up the multiverse. I feel like they just want to be different. So I don't know. I think I, we'll see a darker Playboy version of it. I think I think you are right. Um, I, I'm confident that we are going to see like the public figure Bruce Wayne because they already laid the laid the groundwork with the new mayor oh, or course. whatever. Yeah, and saying how you know she wants him to get out and everything, and then him seeing what he can do for the city and him being a target of the Riddler. Like that's all setting up that character. It's just how far yeah. do they go? Yeah, for for sure. That being said, what did you give characters? Characters. Um, I really, really, really liked the Batman side of this character. I okay. thought he was fantastic. I thought he did really good. I really, really, really liked Zoe Kravitz. Um, Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman. I thought she was fantastic. Okay. I really, really, really liked Colin Farrell's uh, Penguin. I thought he was fine. I, I love Colin was, Farrell. I don't think he was bad, but I, I, I think he, was, he was fantastic in that small amount of screen time and like him just lying through his teeth at the club. And then when they capture him and he was like, you guys are the two good fucking detectives and I'm the one who's got to figure out this riddle. And then like him hot, like wobbling around, like in that limited amount of screen time, loved it. Okay. thought he was fantastic. The chase scene and him like yelling out the window and shit. Fantastic. Another thing that was in the trailer. We are noted Colin Farrell fans I, from I love- his work in, uh, what that one movie. 
that you hate. Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Yeah. Yep. It's the only good part of that movie. <laughs> um, I really, just one really, liked Riddler. I really, really, really liked Commissioner Gordon. R- Whoa, really? You're giving all the, you're throwing out all the reallys to all these other people. But he got then, a really, I really liked him. I don't think he was Heath Ledger. Multiple reallys. I don't think he was Heath Ledger. I think we've had better Batman villains. Okay. I think he was really good. I think um, there wasn't enough of him like acting. Yeah, no, for sure. We need more of him to enjoy him. It's the classic, you know, he went on a microwave hot streak or whatever, you know, coming off the bench. He was in the whole film. Yeah. But Paul Dano was in the movie for five minutes. Well, yeah. But those five minutes might have been my five favorite mi- minutes in the f- whole film. I'll be honest. All this to say, I gave it a 19. Whoa. So, now, I know your logic is that's like Oscar-worthy shit and everything. Going through my scores, I gave the Suicide Squad a 19 for characters. When you have an ensemble cast like this... Where wow. every single performance is good. There wasn't one person I felt was miscast. I think everyone played their character fantastically. What about, uh, Claw is, uh, what's his name? Alfred. I thought Alfred was yeah, really he's, good. He's good. I'm just every single character in this movie, I liked them as their character. I liked what they did in the movie. Every single one added to the film. And I, with that, like I, it's not Oscars. It's not a twenty. But if I'm looking at my other things in the Suicide Squad, the ensemble cast there, where I'm giving it that much love because there's so many good actors. I'm doing the same thing here. While this was a character-driven film with the Batman, the world-building and everything of all these other characters that they brought into it, all were fantastic. Falcone, the fucking dude who played the... the I can't think of his name. He's in other shit. He's in Don't Mess With The Zohan. <laughs> Great film. <laughs> Great film. He was really good. It's like that mob boss and that like intimidating subtlety to him. Everyone was so fucking good in their roles. I feel like this was just the perfectly casted batman movie a million percent interesting what'd you give it this is where we differ i didn't think it was 19 worthy and i i don't seem i don't seem to love these uh characters as much as you um look i thought they were all really good i have no complaints i'm not going to sit here and say anyone was bad because no one was bad but i didn't I, I i thought about this movie a lot you know leaving the theater and since and a lot of the things i'm thinking about is not necessarily like the performances, like I, I, they, they were good. Don't get me wrong, and the casting was good. I thought Colin Farrell was fine. Like I didn't think he was strong as disagree. good as you you did. Strong I disagree. really liked Paul Dano. Um, he was. I wish he was in it more, and maybe he will be in it more in the future. But that is just the the essence of the character. They had to do it that way. Um, but he went on a fucking heater. I thought Robert Pattinson was fine. Um, I, I he was fine. I don't know. He's I, not I, Bale. I, I agree he's with that. He's not Ben Affleck in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> I agree he's not Bale. He's not my favorite Batman. But um, I think he still did a very good job. I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen the other ones. But I'm just going to say he's not Michael Keaton because I love Michael Keaton. Um, I thought everyone was good. And it was just, I gave it a 16. I didn't give it a bad score. I just, 19 is upper level for me. And I was a little shocked to hear that. It, it's, for me, like, I'm not going to say that that's an Oscar worthy thing. Because I think there's performances all the time that don't get the love that they should. Just because they're associated with a comic book movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to limit those to Oscar-type performances. What I will say is when there's all these characters and everything, and, and like I said, I strongly disagree. I think Colin Farrell was fantastic. He's getting his own spinoff series on HBO Max, they announced. Is it really? Yeah. Nice. As the Penguin. Nice. I'm so fu- I'm almost as excited for that as I was this movie. That'll be good. I, I When I left the theater, we went to a late showing, had work early that morning, very long movie. It's kind of tired. Didn't love it leaving the theater. It's grown on me since then. And thinking of the performances and everyone in this, Colin Farrell, Jeffrey Wright, Zoe Kravitz, all fantastic. Paul Dano, Robert Pattinson, John Turturro is his name. Um, Carmine Falcone. Mm-hmm. Very good. Andy Serkis, very good. The Joker, unnecessary. <laughs> but 19, I everyone was good. Everyone felt like the perfect casting for their characters. And for me, if that's the case and you give good performances as these comic book characters who you've seen time and time again in different, you know, different adaptations, animated, live action of these characters. And for me, I liked everyone. There wasn't a single person I was like, nah, like I I wasn't feeling it. Everyone did good in their roles. I thought they were fantastic. I thought Jeffrey Wright gave a fantastic Commissioner Gordon performance. Um, I I almost like him more than he was good. He was good. Than the uh, whatchamacallit trilogy dark knight trilogy yeah. who the fuck directed those christopher nolan nolan trilogy 
I have nothing to say. I, I can't complain about anyone in this movie. And not only that, I like everyone as their character in this movie. Yeah. I mean, there, there was definitely, uh, no weak spots. Like I said, I still gave it a good score. Uh, speaking of Joker though, um, Barry Keegan. It's so Keegan? we're saying Keegan. It's like Scottish. It's pronounced weird. I don't know how, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to say, I don't know how to say it. And he's Barry Keegan at this point in time until I learn how to say it. Barry Keoghan. Um, Kogan? He... Barry Kogan. 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 Maybe go Kogan. Yeah, I think that's right. Kogan. That sounds right. Barry Kogan. Um, what do you think of him as a potential Joker? I think he fits the look for certain comic book adaptations of Joker. Um, I think he had a very... Um, the only other thing I know him from is Eternals. Yeah. And that's kind of all I can base it on. His character in Eternals kind of had this intimidating aura to him mm-hmm. of being able to like, mind control, but the way he, like his posture... And how he talked and everything and handled himself created this this weird vibe around him. His joke was his joke. His laugh was okay. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I think he could he could be a good Joker. <laughs> I'm not blown away by. It. I think he could be a good Joker. I don't know anything. Riley was very excited for him, and I was like, "Girl, I've never heard you talk about this guy ever." But I don't know who she likes. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how he does. I'm just not happy that the character's there at all right now. I don't want him to be the main character in the next one. I hope this is a kind of strung out thing teased through the next movie, maybe even a third one. He's in the fourth. I don't know if we're going to get that far. You know how these franchises, these Batman franchises don't last very long, (laughs) but I don't know if we get four (laughs) with the way everything's going with Marvel. Why wouldn't they have a very successful property and just keep pumping out movies? They're doing a spinoff series on it. Like they clearly have content they want to make. Well, you know, business decisions and I think they set up, Robert Pattinson is a very young Bruce Wayne, significantly younger than he actually is, like in real the actor in real life, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that they can he kind of age into like an older Batman, and it'll just work if they want to tell stories throughout his this life of this character. Let's not forget who's in charge of this Warner Brothers. Who has not? Ah, they the other Batman movies were fine. Um, they don't fuck up solo Batman movies. They don't do it. You start fucking around with Suicide Squad, it's hit or miss. <laughs> You start doing DCEU, hit or miss. Wonder Woman, literally a hit or a miss. <laughs> um, how confused are people going to be? I'm going to be confused when they Michael Keaton's in the fucking Flash movie. I think that one's going to be very much in your face, multiverse, Flashpoint. I, know, I think they're going to just, just going to lay it all out. The way they're doing this, it's like if Marvel, like, well, I guess it, it I'm talking shit, but it's kind of what they're doing with Spider-Man. But they're not having... Well, shit, who knows? Maybe they will have Andrew Garfield show up in their Spider-Verse. I don't know. So, <laughs> I'm talking shit, but who knows what they do. I had a point to make about Barry Kilgan, Um <laughs> And I, I just don't remember it. I'm just okay. going to be honest. Is there anything about the Joker? Anything about this actor? I don't fucking His laugh, know him I... being in the next movie. I said I don't want him till the fourth movie. He'll be in the next movie. He'll be like a... I hope he's like the penguin in this movie in the next movie. I think so. I think that's what he'll, and then the third one will be like, here I am, bitch. Because I think it's already implied that at some point in the first two years, he's faced off against Batman, which is why he's in Arkham Asylum. He yeah. already has followers because he beat up a bunch of guys with fucking painted face Joker faces on the train. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like those were very much like they had the fucking makeup and shit and they had the big smiles. I didn't even think about that. So, wow. like, he's established in this world, and you can assume that there's been something I that has already happened. Say. Please go on. Um, I don't think they're ever going to make a second Joker, because they shouldn't. But what is the chances they tie the two universes in together and Arthur Fleck existed? Because Bruce Wayne was running for mayor in Joker. Uh, Thomas Wayne. Thomas yeah. Wayne. I think... Like, what if? what's the chance of them retconning it and being like, you know, this Barry Hogan... <laughs> Is like just it doesn't even have to be like a, a intricate like explain it like just name drop Arthur Fleck real quick just to get the retcon in and be like oh these are connected. I think there is a possibility where they use it as a he influenced the actual Joker. Yeah, which is going to be you know Barry Keegan is the actual Joker. Arthur Fleck was an influence. Um, I think they could do it. That one thing Thomas Wayne actor different. Yeah, but I mean easily I didn't I can't think of what either one of them look like. <laughs> so that'll get right past me. Fuck, how many recastings have we had in the MCU? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It's they could do it, and I think it's fine. I wouldn't want it to be a huge plot point kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think it hurts to do that and make it to where this person inspired the actual joke. Yeah, I'm just saying, like off name of drop art. Like it could literally be Barry Keegan being. I think Arthur. I put the know? odds at like fifteen percent, but not zero. Oh, pretty low. Um, I think I don't know. Maybe they do it just to make fans happy. Just like I said, one little name drop. That's it. Maybe just say Arthur, <laughs> and not the the comic or not the com- the uh, the cartoon enjoyment. Ty, I have a feeling you're going to enjoy this movie more than I did, just because you gave characters a nineteen. Um, I, I I appreciated this film very much so. It is a very well made film. Um, and I, I, now that I have that fine tooth for well-made films, I appreciate them. I still think it was a little long, but it had to be. It was long by necessity, but that doesn't change the fact that it was three hours. Like, I, I still had to sit there for three, three hours. Three hours is three hours. Um, and I think movies like this, like, I enjoy the way they're made. I enjoy the filmmaking process. I respect the filmmaking process. I love the slop, and I'm always going to give those extra little bits of points for your Spider-Man Far From Homes of the World, No Way Homes of the World. Like, it's just – there, there's that's movies, okay? I'm not going to explain <laughs> myself. People like to be entertained, and, you know, was Spider-Man No Way Home or some of the higher movies more entertaining? Yes. Was this maybe more well-made in the technical aspect? Yes. I gave it a 17. Okay. I'm right there with you. It's oh, a very okay. long movie. Um, while I like a lot of it, it's, it's a slow, it's a slow build. I think honestly, I'm probably more at like a 16 right now, but I want to watch it again. And I feel like on a second viewing where it's not late and I actually like want to be awake watching it, I'll enjoy it even more. Um, I think I really like what they did with this. I think I like these kind of movies. Um, and if you just, you know, put a little fucking filter on it and make it a Batman noir fucking mystery movie. Mm -hmm. I'm going to like it more. Yeah. 17 is a very good score. It's not a 20 that I give to No Way Home. Mm-hmm. But it's a very good score, and this is a fantastic film. I also gave No Way Home a 20. It's a slop. <laughs> it's it's, it's not a slop. It was great. It's great. Spider-Man but is not slop. Don't you dare say that. It, that's You're right. It's not necessarily <laughs> slop. But they play the hits. Yeah, for sure. They do. And I love them. I love them for it. Love every second of it. Ty, what is your final score out of 100? My final score out of 100, it breaks it. It's a 90. Damn. It hits the 90 threshold. A very prestigious group to be in. Well, it's not going to be in there because our consensus score isn't 90. Um, Because of the three points in characters, our only difference, I gave it an 87. That's, it is what it is. To be in my 90s is a prestigious group. Asterisks. You gave it an 87. I gave it a 90. That puts us at, I can't find it, the Batman 88 and a half, 12th out of, tied for 12th with like five other fucking movies. <laughs> out of 113 movies reviewed, it's the same score as Slumdog Millionaire, as Far From Home. That's too high. I and The more I've thought about that film, it's not, it's disappointing. Like, not disappointing, but it's, it's the worst. Far From Home? Yeah. I agree. I think that retroactively like it's like a 84. See, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where I feel like we should be able to go back and like, obviously we do our reviews, change them a little bit, go back and adjust our scores accordingly. So that future movies have a better reference. That's fair. We may have to do that. Um, also tied with Jojo rabbit, another film in Tyler's prestigious 90 club. Um, so Great prestigious, film. he's let in like 12 movies, and I've only let in like five. I just, who's sounds more prestigious? Um, and half a point lower. I don't appreciate that fucking slander. Half a point lower than Joker. I've actually let in 19 movies into my 90 club. <laughs> <laughs> They're all 90 worthy, though. I just, if it's a good movie, I'm going to give it the credit it deserves. You're just, you're just stingy and only have allowed nine, 10, 10. Maybe it wasn't 19. 12. I don't know. Yeah, no, it wasn't because the rank changed. Um, so it's it's only fifteen. Okay, that's still pretty prestigious. Out of one hundred and thirteen, only fifteen have cracked it. Yeah, so it has half a point lower than Joker though. But Joker got a twenty for enjoyment out of you. Um, for no, I retroactively changed that. I thought I, we talked about it. I don't know if you ever did. So we can't no, change it now. no, no, no. I remember it didn't get a twenty. It got like an eighteen because it was hard to watch. 
<laughs> it was the first one that didn't get a 20. Tyler's old enjoyment, which was either a zero or a 20. It was, did I like this movie or did I not like it? And then the very rare, yeah, I really liked it. But it made me a little uncomfortable. A little uncomfortable. <laughs> 18. Edge of my seat, kind of. <laughs> oh, man. The Batman. Great, great movie. Go watch it. Just yeah, come prepared for three hours of movie. And if you want to wait till it's on DVD, maybe well not DVD, streaming somewhere, HBO Max, like watching the comfort of your home, you could pick it up. Um, there's like three parts. You could watch it like a series. You could, you you could watch yourself, it one hour at a time. If you tell yourself it's a three episode series, I feel like psychologically it's easier to get through. I don't know how this lays out, but if you want to do like six 30 minute episodes, there you go. I don't know, like the you know, hat first of how you know, act one, two. It might work. That's a good science experiment, Ty. Is like you create the exact same film. It's pretty much what Zack Snyder did with Justice League, but you create the exact same film, and you. But Justice League was still one thing that had the chapter cards, which I know you loved. Um, I love me some title cards. <laughs> oh, title cards, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, take a movie that's four hours long. I mean, that's really long. Maybe three hours. Have one like select group like watch it like that. And then have another select group, and you obviously aren't telling them what's what's going on. You give them the option where it's three episodes, and maybe each group has a week to watch it. They have three episodes, exact same film, cut in the same way. They're an hour long, but do the people that have the three episodes like do they enjoy it more? Even if they binge it and watch them all at once, just because they, because there is that psychological thing when you're binging a series. You know, yeah. it's like what's next, what's next. Yeah. Whereas in a long movie, you're like, I kind of want to take a break. Yeah. Whereas maybe if it's three episodes, you're like, no, I got to see what happens. And you want, you're more driven to see where the movie goes over that amount of time. It's also the comfort of home versus the theater. But I love the theater personally. I, I want to go back to the theater and watch this again. I might fuck around and do it this weekend if Victoria has a competition. But you probably should see it with her. She didn't get oh, see it. shit. <laughs> Forgot she hasn't seen this yet. Yeah. She had work. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take her. Excuse. Yeah, that's that's 100%. Excuse. I can't wait to watch it again now. <laughs> I'm so excited. I really hope she doesn't have work. Maybe just fucked myself by saying, like, ooh, I hope she has work so I go see it again. <laughs> That's bad juju in the air. 86 on Rotten Tomatoes, 89 audience, right there with our rating of 88 and a half tie. Random Rotten Tomato movie score. Robert Pattinson, best known for Twilight. Best known in Twilight is Jacob, obviously. Team Jacob. Yeah. Taylor Lautner. We're going to do the most recent Rotten Tomatoes random movie score, and you give me Home Team? Taylor Lautner's most well-known movie, Home Team. No, we're not doing that, Ty. Okay. Come on. You're, that's fresh in your brain. Shark Boy, Lava what do you, Girl. This does obviously, yeah. Well, 72%. Home Team? No, Shark Boy, Lava Girl. What do you think Home Team got? This doesn't count. Home Team doesn't count. I don't, I honestly, like, it's a shit, probably like 30, 31%. Home Team got a 20. Okay. Um, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl with George Lopez and company. What do you think got? I just said 72%. Also got a 20. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> 20, 33. 33 audience. I mean, was, I haven't. You were seven years old when this movie came out, yeah. and you have built it up in your mind. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not that good, but I just thought it was one of those dumb kind of kids movies. I was like, yeah, it's stupid. George Lopez does his thing. <laughs> He's fucking funny, though. He's that, great. That big ass head. <laughs> his head's big enough, and then they're like, what if we made him a robot? That's all head. <laughs> they probably did it like practical. There's no CGI. <laughs> That's fucking funny, man. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, 20%. Okay. I mean, it. it is what it is. What's his highest rated movie? Taylor Lautner? It can't be very... I don't think... It would have to be one of the Twilights. Yeah, but like, were those like uh, very high rated? The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. Can you guess what that got? I'm going to say it's probably like a critic score, though. Yeah, critic. 65. 49. Damn, he's never gotten the fucking... Above 50? No. He's failed every single fucking movie. <laughs> and he has a zero with the ridiculous six. So I oh think we touched God. on this back when we did Home Team. But, yeah, it's just – it is a long list of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, um, the Twilight stuff. Like, it, it's just not great. You got to think his it's agent would great. find a way to get him in the background of, like, a really big, successful – like the upcoming Christopher Nolan movie that has like twenty different star-studded actors in it, you think they would get him like a or like uh, the Netflix movie that just came out? Don't look up. He easily could have just 100%. been a, a quick ass in the movie. You know, he could have played like a stupid Secret Service agent or something. He could have been Leo's son. He could have. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. 
he's like 30 but leo's it would have worked <laughs> yeah that's he's i blame that i'm well i say i blame that on his agent but he's also like not a very good actor at all <laughs> like not even remotely so i think it's probably hard for his agent to get him in good movies you want to hear a synopsis on rotten tomatoes no he's not firing his agent he's got him on the the sandler fast track never mind like Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee before him, Taylor Lautner. Gave what? <laughs> what? What the fuck are they talking about? Like Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee before him, Taylor Lautner came to be an actor after a top-ranking career in martial arts. He was encouraged <laughs> to try his hand at acting after establishing himself as a karate champion at age nine. No I, shit. I think the difference between a karate champion at age nine and Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee is quite large. I would agree with that. That's crazy that it was like the... T- but, like, how big of a championship? Was it, like, That's, the... Did he win his local karate tournament for nine and under? It was, like, the high school hosted tournament for the fucking... Where did he grow up? Did he grow up in, like, buttfuck Oklahoma? Um, I'm trying to see... Buttfuck Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, he won the... Was on the grand championship stage competing in the forms division. He wasn't even fighting. It was just form. Um, Bluegrass oh Nationals. God. He was like one of those fucking druggies on the side of the road who's just fighting a ghost. <laughs> Bluegrass Nationals. Grand Rapids, Michigan? Maybe. Michigan. He it's he was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I don't I don't foresee there being a lot of karate chap champions in fucking Grand Rapids, I, Michigan. I, he was invited to train with seven time world champion karate seven time world karate champion Michael whatever. Um, okay. And, and when he was eight, he was asked to represent his country in the 12 years and under division in the world karate association, where he became the <sighs> junior world's form and weapons champion, winning three gold medals. That's pretty good. That's about as high as a nine-year-old can get. That is pretty good. I'll give him that. He Do should... you think you could beat up nine-year-old Taylor Lautner? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, I don't know. He's yeah. nine. Does he have a weapon? Because Now, time out, though, metal. because I think he was, like, 16 in the Twilight franchise, so he hit puberty very young. No, he was older, playing a 16-year-old. No. He was born in 92. Are you? Yeah, he was born in 92. Twilight came out in, like, what, 2008? That didn't make him 16. What year did Twilight come out? <laughs> I'm finding this out right now. Uh, reflected on being thrust into the spotlight at 16 yeah, years 16. old. Yeah. He was 16 when he was just jacked shirtless. So and just had, like a man. Yeah. So, like, nine-year-old Taylor Lautner could be, like, 13-year-old normal person. I don't know if I could beat up a normal 13-year-old. What? Why? I don't like violence. You're a pussy. Don't be a <laughs> pussy. Taylor Lautner. Uh, you, think that's the, what, you think that's what Batman would say, Jay? If yes, he saw that, if he's he, a changed man If now. he saw that 13-year-old fucking littering on the street, that 13-year-old's in the <laughs> no, ICU. nine-year-old. Nine-year-old. I apologize. Nine-year-old? <laughs> That nine-year-old's in the fucking ICU the next three weeks. I love the whole Batman premise because, like, he won't kill, but he'll just beat you to the edge of death. (laughs) And then you have crippling medical bills to pay for. Like, that's worse than dying. (laughs) And the other thing is he's rich. Like, he could pay for those medical bills and, like, teach you a lesson. But no, now you're going to be in debt and wondering how you can pay for all this medical debt. You're going to try and steal it again just for Batman (laughs) to be in that alley after you steal to beat you to a fucking inch between seeing Jesus. Oh, that's like a that's a that's a skit idea. Like it's actually like criminals wanting to get killed by Batman because of all the shit that comes with it. Just make it end. Um, I also one thing I wanted to say. Well, wrap up the pod. My final thought. Um, it, it's not. I'm not blaming the movie. It's just the character. But I just find it so hilarious that people can't tell this is Bruce Wayne. Like he's like, <laughs> if Jeff Bezos put on a fucking Batman <laughs> outfit, like a Batman hat, like you wouldn't know it's Jeff Bezos. You wouldn't know it's Elon Musk. Like he's the most high profile guy in the city. And he just yeah. has one that's like his chin is very prominent and with, he doesn't do the Batman voice. With that being said, Superman's costume is a pair of glasses. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He just puts on glasses in a suit. He works at a very like the number one news article thing in yeah. the city of quote unquote Tropolis. New York. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And DC he, doesn't have great. They uh, don't give a fuck. Yeah, because Aquaman's just well, that's the thing. They, they do care because they want them to have. Secret identities, whereas the Marvel movies, besides Spider-Man, no, but their secret identity, like their their costume, it's just funny. It's it's funny. not a lot of effort. Wonder Woman, no, no secret. Yeah, she, doesn't she have just a secret identity. Doesn't dress up in Amazonian clothes when she wants to walk the streets. <laughs> That's great. 
Um, that's all I got for you, Ty. <laughs> this is fun. Um, next week we're reviewing Turning Red. Turning Red, the Pixar supposed to be in theaters, then got pushed to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. streaming only, and not even premiere access. No, yeah, just which is concerning. Soul was that way, and it was great. So Soul was a lot more in the heart of COVID. Yeah, but Disney makes so much money. I think they're fine. You're you're probably right, but I am concerned that Turning Red isn't going to be great. Well, but me, I got an open mind. Ninety four on Rotten Tomatoes with one hundred and six reviews. I got an open mind. <laughs> <laughs> Can I not have concerns? That's fair. How boring is it if Batman. it's like, oh, Disney? Here comes an eighty five plus every time. Let me get some concerns in there. Like the people doubt, so they want to hear what my thoughts are next week. We'll ask. I'll ask you how much you cried. <laughs> Turning red next week. Uh, pos- uh, extra March Movie Madness yeah. episode as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know when we're going to record that or exactly when it's going to drop, I don't think. It'll be there. But we're doing that first half of the bracket, second half of the bracket, end of March. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.